0: Previously on the Galactica Quorum. And how come only Ty and Anders can hear it?
1: They're Cylons. The that Cylon cool. ships are broadcasting to them. It comes down to the final five. Who's the Cylons? There's possibilities, but I just want to throw out there. First one is the Chief. Last season, he was having these funky dreams.
0: Tori, who's Rosalind's aide. I was mine, yeah. Well, it's
2: not just that she's always in the situations. It's just she's always in the episodes where a bad thing occurs, too. Anders. He's too famous. You would have to be known for a long, long time to rise to the rank that he is. It would, it would eliminate Ty. You couldn't right. sneak someone in to be the commander of a battle star in like 10 years. This guy's got to be sitting in the writer's room going, no, no, make them all women. Please be Starbuck. Please be Starbuck.
1: Meet me in room one. uh, Bring your eyeballs. (laughs) Welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number 17. We have a full quorum today. I am Brian, and with me is... Dimitri.
2: Michelle, Jason.
1: We're a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. Today, we're going to discuss the season ender for season three, Crossroads, part two. We have a lot to discuss, so we're going to forego a lot of the things we usually do at the beginning of the show. We have viewer mail. We did get a voicemail. We will play it next time, I promise. But we want to go ahead and get to our discussion of this big episode. Just real fast, I'll mention one of the cons coming up is Grand Slam 15, April 13th of 15th, with Katie Sackhoff, Jamie Bamber, Michael Trucco. And also, last time I mentioned Bears That Care That, I believe, is going to the end of this month, so there's still time to get involved with that. So, uh, let's move on to Crossroads Part 2 and the synopsis for this episode. It's a restless night on Galactica. Tori and Anders are hooking up, but that strange music keeps ruining the mood. Jill can't sleep and is ambling around the ship. When Anders hears him humming the tune, neither can recognize it, but agree it seems like something from childhood. Rosalind is in the med center taking some meds for her cancer when she slips into a vision of the opera house. Sharon cries out from across the room, apparently sharing the same dream. They go talk to Caprica Six. She was having the vision as well, but doesn't have any answers. Ty tells Adon with the halls are alive with the sound of music. There's too much confusion. There must be some kind of way out of here, says the Joker to the thief. I wrote in my notes at the time. Back at the trial, after Gaeta implicates Baltar, Romo says they're going to need to change their strategy. What surprise witness will they call? Caprica Six? Zarek? Will Baltar take the stand in his own defense? Uh, no. Lee? Lee? Lee Box. I won't testify against my father, he says. Apparently he'll do just about anything else, but this is where he draws the line. Nevertheless, despite strong objections from the prosecution, Lee takes the stand and provides a long list of reasons why the show should be found guilty of inconsistency and lack of accountability. The verdict is returned, and Baltar skates. Baltar wishes he could have seen Adama squirm a bit more, but Lee gets in his face and tells him only he gets to do that, so don't push it. Rosalind is flustered at the result of the trial, but Adama, who actually tipped the ballot for acquittal... Says they need to move on. The fleet jumps to the Ionian Nebula, and the power goes out. The musical contestants of Galactica Idol are really feeling the beat now. They converge and come to the realization that they must be Cylons? Chief, Anders, Tori, even Ty. What are they going to do now? No time to brood on it. The Cylon fleet jumps in, a shark honing in on the blood of its prey from across the light years. Adama orders an emergency FTL, but the fleet can't jump. Lee watches the crews scramble. Then he pulls off his necktie and heads for a phone booth. Excellent. The Cylons are closing and the fighters are launched. What's that? Up on the Dratus. It's a raptor. It's a viper. Faster to turn on you than even Slimy Baltar. Able to flip-flop in a single episode. It's Super Lee! An unknown bogey appears in the nebula. Lee twists around to see Starbuck, alive, in one piece, in her Mark II Viper, no less. She says she's been to Earth and she'll take them there. The two vipers fly into the nebula. Two riders were approaching... And the wind began to howl. Roll credits. Let's talk about this episode.
2: I love your impartial summaries.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just straightforward, stick-to-the-facts basics. That's the best way. No one ever said they had to be complete without any sort of editorial.
2: And we all know what I've been to Earth, I'll take you there as a metaphor for. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Two observations. One, I listened to your previous podcast, and I was shocked at how much you need me.
0: <laughs> oh, wow!
2: <laughs> Two, Thanks, even before Balltar. I listened to them, I can't believe that I actually, since I have to leave the office early today, I actually cut my workout short, came into the office early, and got my stuff done so I would have time to do this. <laughs> I must be crazy.
1: <laughs> no, you're just a geek. I'm just a geek. No, um, you just want your words to be
3: heard.
2: Exactly. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an egomaniacal geek. <sighs> if it hadn't been for the frickin' song... I probably would have loved it. But it just seems so hokey to use a song from Earth or implying that Bob Dylan's a Cylon. It just seems so hokey as a way to bring it together.
3: It could have just been a a sound wave that traveled through space and they were all picking it up.
2: Right. I mean, no, that I get, but how do the Cylons pick it up? I mean, yeah, I mean, there is the thing about space is that...
3: Well, they're machines, so maybe they somehow can hear it because it's a radio frequency that maybe the Galactica isn't equipped to pick up, and they're machines, so they're different, and their technology is different. Who knows where it comes from? But only
2: the special Cylons can hear it.
3: Boomer can't. Caprica can't. Well, they're a different can, but not the same can.
1: I didn't like this song at all. I went off of previously about the rickshaw thing, and I, you know, I could let that pass. Well, this was like, but there's so many really things, pushing it.
3: But there's so many things. I mean, for instance, I pointed out on the forum today. Lee's on the uh, stand, and he's listing all the things that everyone has done and they were forgiven for. And he says that Adama staged a coup d'état against the president, as if the colonials speak French. They don't. I mean, where does that? You know. Well, come on. The the what's his name? The lawyer had an Irish brogue from hell. Well, the accent could. I mean, who knows? Accents can come and go, but the the actual French word "houdota." If you're going to play that card, you didn't know
2: the Romance languages came from the original twelve columns.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, it's like we said last time. They also we sp- have to give a pass for some of these sci-fi shows. that They, they speak English. They use English words. They wear to Adidas. Me, they, to me, sometimes they they cross a the line a little bit with using words that are a little bit too specific. Rickshaw. But that's just something, that's a convention, we have to allow them a pass for. And, and yeah, the coup d'etat was sort of... That was another one of those that kind of spread out that line. But to take a song, a popular culture song, the lyrics, the melody... There was the podcast, a Ron Moore podcast, I believe it was, if it wasn't Cobalt's Last Gleaming, it was one of those, where when they first went to the opera house, he said, we were originally going to end this episode where Baltar goes in, he hears Jimi Hendrix playing, and then Dirk Benedict comes out and he says, I am God. And we were like, that just seemed too much. Well, apparently they only thought 50% of that was too much, because that's what they've essentially done. They They...
2: Well, that's sad because I would bet Dirk Benedict needed the work.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I have to. I have to. It didn't bother me at all. the this, The music of Bob Dylan didn't bother me what? one bit because uh, there was a movie. I don't know. It's like a you know teeny bopper movie, Night's Tale. And the whole movie is back in nights. Yeah. They're jousting. There's swords. There's all this stuff. And then the dances and the music is all nowadays. You know, all
2: rock and roll from now.
0: That was strangely done effectively for that movie. Well, they
2: admitted it straight up that they were going to do it that way. So it was more believable. to introduce it in a show now when you're not expecting mm-hmm. it. It's like you it start it with a
1: conceit
3: and then you... It didn't bother me at all. No, all. Okay. I actually enjoyed it. I, I actually thought it was kind of trippy. And it, and it worked for me.
0: That's, I felt that way. I mean, I... Well, if it was trippy, then
3: shouldn't
2: Rosalind have been hearing it? Michelle hasn't said... No, what is I thing? haven't
0: said anything. Yeah, but,
2: but you're topless, so what do you have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I at first, I was kind of like, oh, crap, why are they playing this song? You know, I didn't like it, but it worked for me. I liked it because, yeah, it did end up being really trippy at the end. It was kind of cool. And then I was exhausted and tired, and it was midnight. No, it was actually one in the morning, and you know, it worked for me whatever.
1: Yeah, just real fast, tell our listeners what happened to you.
0: Okay, so last night I had set up to do an online frack party where we were going to get online in a chat room and talk to our fans. And I was in there chatting and the show was 10 minutes in and my electricity went out. And it was out until midnight. It started back up at 12.10, exactly the time in the show where it went out in the first place during the second showing. Stop. just kind of freaky and weird. Stop
2: living in West so Virginia. You are a
1: Cylon.
0: I'm a Cylon.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, I like it. In fact, as Michelle said when I walked in this morning, she's like, you get a cookie for guessing Tori. But I was like, yeah. There's a huge asterisk because apparently if you guessed everybody, you were right too. Like four of the final five are like on Galactica. As we discussed previously, that's pretty impressive odds. But is it 100% that they're Cylons? No, it's, it's not. not. I mean no. they 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 think, they, they, think they... they
3: are and Chief was like, "Well, I guess this means we're Cylons because we all heard it, but maybe it's because they all got the same uh, dental, work. dental work done exactly <laughs> and they're all picking up a frequency and they're just like, you know, Gilligan or something."
2: No, you're exactly right. They just think they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, who's to say that that is the signal? Why would a piece of music be the thing that turns them on as Cylons? I mean, is that what Sharon heard?
2: They did leave enough question. It was definitely open-ended. Because I like, I mean, you know, as Ty said, I've been this for 40 years. I'm not going to change now. Right. It's like, yeah, if you wait too long to activate, you've got to overcome 40 years of real
1: memories. That's what I just don't quite comprehend about them being the Cylons. It's, if they are Cylons, if they do go down that path... It doesn't follow that they're the Cylons were used to the skin jobs were used to they just couldn't be forty years in the service unless like you said there's like just some weird thing where, where there was a switch some time where he was replaced and with uh, Tyrell all those memories of his parents I just didn't follow that it, it just seems like a stretch. there's a lot of things that I'm asked to buy about them being Cylons you have to accept that they first of all, are all on the Galactica. That's the one, number one. Number two, you've got to accept they are not the type of Cylon we're used to. And then you've got to individually, each one has their own issues that may or may not work for them being a Cylon.
2: Well, yeah, you've got to accept that Ty has spent either 40 years looking like a 60-some-year-old drunk guy, or he's actually a Cylon that ages. And two, as I think I mentioned this previously, when I was kind of poo-pooing the whole Anders thing, I'm sorry, you can't be the famous sports star and not have your entire history dissected by the press. Mm-hmm. He was born here. It would come up at some point that there's a whole wait a minute, we can't find any existence of you ever being in school mm-hmm. or having parents or you know it just
3: uh. there's no need to get uh, because it's not hundred percent that they're sidelines right, right. mm-hmm. The only person who said we're sidelines is the chief. And he wants to believe it, it seems like,
2: because he's been having that debate with himself for a while. Right. I mean, since, since he went to Cavill. It's like, hey, I've been to the meetings. You're not. Well, right. okay.
1: See, Terrell is, of them, he's the one I could see, because he's the one that had the nightmares. He's the one that was drawn to the temple. And the little clue is, like, he wasn't as affected by the decompression as Callie was. Like, so maybe his constitution is a little bit more hardy. The others, Tori, eh, I mean, she appeared out of nowhere and... She, there's not much to her. Andrews, you've mentioned plenty of reasons why he probably would not be. But Ty is the one for me. It's like, just. And then there's Starbuck. And then Starbuck, who I guess would be the fifth. I kid. told you she wasn't dead. How do you know? Maybe she could we, have been
0: a uh, delusion. Maybe
1: Lee's tripping. Maybe it's Head Starbuck.
0: Head Starbuck.
3: Head Starbuck. That is some heavy sh- Head Starbuck. If he can materialize not only a
1: human, but a ship. Yeah. Well, a our board. ship came from somewhere. It, it blew up. We saw but it blow I love, up.
2: I did love that. It wasn't Starbuck. It was Kara. Oh, yeah. He wasn't looking for the
1: pilot. He was looking
2: for her.
1: What if... Here's here's something. What if they're not Cylons, but they are affected because they've been with Cylons, like Chief... And that would make Starbuck a Cylon. Yes. Yeah. Chief was with Sharon. Anders was with Starbuck. Ellen was with... Ellen was with Ty. And who's the last... Or was that all of them? Tori. Tori was with... Who knows? Maybe there's... She's the one that's kind of the maybe left she's doubt. a
2: Cylon, like I've said.
3: <laughs>
1: she's been hanging around Rosal in a long
3: time.
2: Rosal has been injected
3: with Cylon half breed blood.
2: Everything mm. bad happens when Tori's around.
0: So maybe they're not the typical Cylon. Perhaps if they are the final five or four of the final five, maybe they're different. They don't have other models, you know. They don't have other duplicates running around that they're completely different, and maybe their physiology is different.
1: I can almost buy all of them. Anders is, like I said, sort of not quite. The one that kind of just bugs me is Ty. I just, I feel like they almost chose Ty just because of all the baggage on him. It's like Anders was saying, not not after all this. And then Ty was like, after Ellen and the resistance. It's like they chose him just because his is the most tragic. It seems like it's laying it on extra thick to me that they chose the one guy that, let's screw this guy the most. So that's why he has to be one. We're only speculating that he asked to be one. I know, but that's, well, it's all a big caveat that, yeah, maybe they're Cylons, but... You're getting really hot and bothered. I am.
3: Off, over a speculation.
0: What? So, oh, if, okay, so if Tyrol is a Cylon, then now we have another half breed child. Right. And I feel sorry for Callie, but she's so hostile towards the Cylons, that she's married to one now.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> He'll never tell. <laughs>
3: I mean, the whole Final Five thing, we don't know what their plan is. Maybe their plan is to live amongst the humans and not eradicate them. Right. Maybe so maybe they're the Cylons that defeat the Cylons that we've known for the whole time. Maybe they're the infiltrators. Maybe they figure out, okay, you know what? Let me try this. Let's see what happens if I shoot myself in the head. Boom, he appears on the base star and he just starts creating havoc. Was it
2: Caprica Six that said, you know, we never speak of the Final Five? Maybe that's why. Maybe they're the, the quote-unquote defectors or defected Cylons. They're like, you know, we don't hate humans. Yeah. Let's go see what's going on. I like Maybe that. maybe they were boxed, but
1: those got away.
0: I'm not going to believe it until I see the duplicates.
1: That's what this thing, there might not be duplicates. Be. It's true. It's there, there might there not just be. be. These might actually be prototypes or one-offs. Let's talk about the trial. Any surprises with the trial?
3: I liked the fact that Bad Lee redeemed himself a little bit. He did. I silently cheered him on as he uh, was on the stand. It was a little weird, though, to have the trial lawyer become a witness. witness. I didn't understand that.
1: But whatever. There's a lot of things in law and order that I don't understand, so I let him go. The thing about the trial is, when you think about it, this is as true of any trial story, you know it's going to come down to one of two outcomes. They're going to be guilty or not guilty. That's kind of rare in any kind of storytelling that you kind of know what's going to happen at the end. Maybe with a sports story, you kind of know teams are going to win or teams are going to lose, that kind of thing. But the enjoyment of it is getting to that point. So we knew he was going to be not guilty or guilty. To me, this trial, the second half, the first half in the last episode, I, I kind of like. This one, to me, it was like a lead balloon. I just went boom. After Gaeta went on, it was a okay scene. There's nothing really too dramatic about that. And then just the lack of... What could have been on the stand ruled Sparks with either Six, or maybe they would not have brought Baltar on there, but would have been kind of cool, or anybody else. But to have Lee go on there, to me, that was a contrivance on top of a contrivance. It's like, first of all, he's in the courtroom on the defense team, and then he's going to be up on the stand doing this long monologue about uh, the injustices of... Go ahead.
3: But he, he's pointing out the injustices that we've been pointing out in our previous podcast. Well, exactly. So how, how, why is it okay for us to say it, but not okay for him because to
1: say Because we're not... We're <laughs> a podcast about the show, and it's a trial about Baltar. It just seemed like a writer's device. It seemed like it was a way to get him further involved into the story again. But it was and- also
0: a way to show that there was no reason for Baltar to be charged. <laughs> None of us know what Baltar is being charged with. Right. So there was no basis for him to even be considered guilty for anything. Exactly. But well, that's
1: why, well, I'm not disputing any of that. What I'm saying is the method that they reached to get to the point didn't work for me. It's like, I agree. Yeah, the trial was a farce. They didn't have something to try him on. But how they came about to the decisions and the, the means that they did it, Lee getting up there and having his long speech, the number or lack of people they had to testify, it wasn't compelling for me. It was it ended up being, when it all boiled down to it, the whole trial was Lee getting up there and having his monologue about the injustices of what's been going on.
2: Now, when you took your notes, did Lee really say, I won't testify against my father? Yes. Yeah. A, that's a horrific line. I didn't realize his father was on trial.
3: Right. I thought about that. That's too. a horrible line.
2: And two, in watching the Lee thing, didn't he get up on the stand saying he was going to talk about X and then they let him go off on this Y tangent? Yeah. He never answered that's the question. Wh- that's, where the, that's where the prosecutor should have said wait a minute, he said he was going to, the questions are supposed to be on this. Why is he getting to go off on that? I think that, the right? reason he because said judgment. he didn't want
3: to testify against his father it wasn't necessarily because his father was on trial, but you can diss your father in his office and in the hallway right. and this and that, but he doesn't want to do it on TV and to the whole entire colony and to the people in the stand. He has his little warned with his father on one-on-one, but it's not shared. And so I think when he said I don't want to testify against my father, it means that he's not gonna he's not gonna bring up things that he had conversation with his father to everybody because then that would that could potentially be something that is you well know,
2: he was already well, doing that. And to be honest, a good prosecuting attorney would have had everything Lee used from private conversations thrown out.
0: Mm-hmm. But basically, wait a minute here. Technically, he was testifying against his father because they were trying to prove that his father. Had already made up his mind, had already made this comment about Baltar, which is going to force a, a mistrial.
1: But the problem was, they abandoned that line, like, within 30 seconds. He's asking the question, right. and he said, there is no fracking system. And he said, all right, let me try something else. Do you think he deserves a fair trial? Which is like, objection, this is opinion. That's the first thing any competent lawyer would have said. Well, why do you think
3: she's a competent lawyer?
1: It, it should have a, been. If she's, It's a rag, on. she ragtag.
3: Didn't
2: she actually say the line?
1: Sure, go find another lawyer, if there are any. She said, well, he can make these statements in closing arguments, which we they never even did closing arguments. I think we shouldn't watch Bowsar Galactica anymore.
3: <laughs> we don't have to for at least a year, apparently.
1: <laughs> Nine months.
0: Nine months, yeah. Okay, have to well, have a child.
1: What did you like about the show, Brian? Well, we can talk about the good. I, I think it's... Of course we can, but we don't. It's, uh, <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, actually,
2: no. I think what happened there was we started talking about the trial and... I didn't consider the trial the good part.
1: Yeah. Okay. To me, the so trial was happened. We
2: were focusing on the trial.
1: The trial for me was a weak point of the episode.
2: I mean, I wasn't here for two weeks. I thought the episode two times ago with the saboteur and the, the deckhand, you know, great episode. I mean, just really, really good. I enjoyed it very much. Right at the end of the trial, it got good again. Because you're thinking, okay, he's innocent. Is he going to get out of the courtroom alive? Yeah. What's he going to do now? I mean, he they're going to kick him off Galactica. He's not going to Colonial One. His life is going to be forever altered because he's going to end up on one of the crap ships in hiding. But I do love the whole, it's, it couldn't be more perfect for him, three women rescuing him. I mean, it's like, my God. Oh, yeah. I Your think, new
0: life is our savior. I mean,
2: this guy's got to be sitting in the writer's room going, no, no, make them all women. Because <laughs> I just finished the whole sleeping with Trisha Helfer and Lucy Lawless. I want more women. <laughs> I mean, my God. God, he's living, a, he's living a charm. How did they
3: get on now. board? I, don't, I just don't understand.
0: <laughs> well, they were at the trial. They were. Oh, were they? One of them Shit, was us.
3: I like the little red hood, little red riding hood.
0: I just like him walking down the corridor and everybody, he's just like, oh God, someone's going to kill me right now. Exactly, exactly. No, that, it,
3: was the, that was the sense of it. He's
2: like, I'm holding a box with everything I own and I'm going to die in the next 10 steps because that's how he had to feel. He's lucky the Cylons attacked. Yeah. Or he would never have gotten off the ship alive. And who's to say? Maybe one of the people that are rescuing him is actually the real Cylon. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, see, getting back, and it did get good when the Cylon showed up. So what happens if, well, not if, because obviously they'll survive the battle. But are they going to get up all in Caprica Six's grill? Because she's like, they're following the Trillium ship. Okay, let's send it off. But wait a minute. They're right here. She lied to us? That's a a great point. It's either, did she she lie to us and they're going to go after her? Or the other thing I was thinking about was... Maybe the Cylons do know where Earth is. They've already been. They knew where you were heading next because this is the route, and they were just waiting for you to show up here.
0: Here's what I was thinking. What if they were following Tyrell and Ty and all of them, and the reason that they got turned on was because they needed to track them. So they turned them on so they could track Galactica.
1: There you go. A couple weeks ago before you went on your trip, I was talking to Jason about one thing we discussed in a previous podcast or I brought up in a previous podcast about how unlikely it was that if of the 0.01% of the remaining population, everyone was on Galactica, and the final five would be on Galactica. But then I had mentioned that I'd watched the miniseries again, and one of the lines that Caprica Six says is, we know all your troop movements, we know your deployments, we know where everything is. And the possibility came to my mind that maybe they knew Galactica was out there and who was on Galactica, and they purposefully kind of left that one out of the fray. And that would kind of explain why they've had what is a big amount of luck to have survived? The only thing it doesn't That's explain true. is other elements of, like, Tori. She was not on Galactica. Anders was not on Galactica. So,
0: But Anders was on the planet. What if but they Anders planted was on him the, there?
1: But, yeah, but the planet was new. So how do you not kill and, and how do you go back and pluck him? The only thing I could think is if Starbuck, the Cylon, goes back to Caprica to pick up Anders... That almost works because she would seek him out in some way, but maybe not even knowing it, but she would do it.
2: No, I like that. I can't cite the specifics right now, but I know the but I have seen the plot device before where you know, how do we keep surviving? Well, maybe they want us to keep surviving, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So that's certainly plausible. The whole Anders Tory thing is a little mm-hmm. interesting, but you're right. if they knew everything, that certainly makes sense, that they could they could be manipulating everything.
0: Where did Tori come from? I don't
1: remember. He just showed up after Billy.
0: Oh wait! Don't don't you
2: remember previously where they introduced her? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that'll be next year. Previously on (laughs) Battlestar (laughs) Galactica, this is my new assistant, Tori. We found her X Y Z.
0: One of our listeners asked me if you were still pissed about that. Who me? Yeah, you. Oh, it kills me. (laughs) Do
2: not. You know what it is? It's the it's the journalist thing in me. If you make a mistake, you admit the mistake and move on. You don't try to pretend
1: the mistake never happened. <laughs> That's just disingenuous. Speaking of Starbucks, yes, I'm bothered. What are your thoughts about her return?
0: I loved it. I sit, sat there the whole time going, "Please be Starbuck, please be Starbuck. I'm I was so happy.
1: You knew it was. As, as
3: soon as she, as soon as he picked it up on the or bogey, I knew exactly what was going to. be. As soon as he was the only one that picked it up,
0: yeah.
2: I did like how we got off the ship, though. I mean, I guess. I guess when you're facing the inevitable, the slaughter odds, it's like, wait, you resigned
3: your commission. Oh, wait, never mind. I need you up there. It was plausible to me too. I mean, I, I could see it in a in a war movie. Uh, guys in the brig, but he's a great soldier. They're gonna be like, all right, you know what? You're they gonna fight now, Starbuck. and then we're gonna deal with you later. The Bug Planet. If, movie, if you don't the die, Starship Troopers.
1: Star Troopers did that.
0: They did that with Starbuck in the beginning of the series.
1: Yeah. No, it's perfectly it, plausible, but it just, it's just typical. You know, Lee right. goes against his father. Within mean, in the same episode, he's like back flying on a ship. Whatever. Well, he he goes against his father, but he's not going to go against humanity. No, but I mean, if, it, if he, he follows the course for Lee, it follows the same pattern we've ever seen.
2: No, I I'm intrigued by Starbuck. I've seen Earth, so either he's tripping and sees what he wants to see, which is a live Starbuck. Who knows what's going? Who knows where they're going to end up? Or, yeah, she's got something going on, and the Cylons know where Earth is, and they're just leading them there. I will say I'm I'm intrigued by looking forward to the battle, too, because if the Cylons really just want to destroy the fleet, this is it.
3: This is a good place to do it.
2: Because there's no way they can defend all the ships. None of the ships can move. So, you know, they can take it from 35,000 to about five real fast. So now you find out what the Cylons... I mean, the first episode should be finding out what the Cylons' real motives are.
3: There's also... You know, why did the electricity go out? Why did the power nebula, go down? Could, I mean, Star, is that a Star, nebula?
2: Star, yeah, Star Trek pulls that all the is time. Is that a
3: nebula thing? I mean, if the base stars come within range, are they also going to lose their power for 22 minutes or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, not I 22 minutes, but for whatever minutes that they lost it.
2: And it certainly seemed like when the ships didn't have any power that a couple of them were about to collide with each other. Yeah. How did that suddenly stop?
3: Well, actually, my question is... I mean, they shouldn't have been colliding with each other because if you come out of jump and you're moving forward and the power goes off, you should continue floating forward. There wouldn't be an all of a sudden – so there's no wind, so right. you wouldn't all of a sudden start drifting
2: Yeah, I
1: wanted aside. that too. The only thing I thought that was maybe the – they thing, just come out of jump, but they're making slight corrections. As they're making a correction, it, yeah. it cuts or out. It,
2: or it looked like a couple of them conceivably. One engine went out and then the other. Oh, so it so got So if you lose one engine right. first, you're going to start – Moving sideways.
1: I did like the uh, the new shots they had of the fleet. They had like that one ship that's got the big circle that spins. I so wouldn't want to
2: live on that ship.
1: That was a nice, cool shot from oh, yeah. that side pulling up. You know, like everybody. I really enjoyed the opposite
3: because we've seen up until now we've seen all the jumping away. That was the but planet. the CGI for jumping in was really cool really because it, it was just like Nebula. I'm like oh, okay, and then it was like voom, voom, voom,
2: voom, voom. which that makes was it pretty cool. It makes it look like so much more of a delicate
3: operation. Yeah. Because because they're, they're they're popping right, right next right to each other right, each other,
2: right on top of exactly. each other, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You think they'd be more spread? That was for safety clearance measures. So
2: they've done it so many times now.
1: One more thing about Starbuck, I kind of felt they brought her back too soon. Whether she's back or not for real or she's a ghost, I felt like having her die three episodes ago and coming back this soon. I thought it would have be been more effective if she came back after the the hiatus comes back. And being a season four, no, I think you it's a good, think? Cliff, good cliffhanger.
0: I thought it was perfect. I, I mean, really did. I thought they had a
1: really good cliffhanger. I just felt that having her one more element in there was—it's well, uh, it's a
3: whole summer of like just speculating and summer. racking your brains about. Well, summer, fall, and a little bit of winter. Speculating and racking your brains about why she's there. I mean, there's so many things to think about. I mean, you got the opera house, the hair, the Starbucks. This and well, the since other.
1: she since she is back. And she says, "I've been to Earth. Not I've seen Earth. I know where Earth is, but I've been to Earth, and I can take us there." Don't you feel like they're moving into the end game now? That they can't well, they delay to. too much more of them moving ahead. Like, how many more stories, seasons, can they do if she's been there?
2: Boy, but see, that's always the end game too. Is if they find Earth, we know based on living on Earth that if they actually find Earth, then humanity's effed,
3: right? But we don't they know. Find we don't know when they're going to find Earth. I mean, they could have. Yeah. They could have found Earth millions of years ago, or maybe they're finding Earth millions of years from now.
0: Right.
2: I think it'd be cooler if they found Tatooine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we're not actually going to have to wait nine months. Why not? Because we have a two-hour movie in between that. But
2: months. that's supposed. But that's not supposed to be advanced. That's not until the story. fall. It doesn't an advance. And it's that, not advanced. That's like a. That's like a jump back. Oh really? It's, it's a. It's. A, I had read it's about the Pegasus. I thought it was a tie between 3 and 4. I've also heard it was like a self-contained Pegasus movie about, you know, what happened to them from the battle to finding Galactica.
0: Okay, I don't want to see that.
3: Well, well, whatever. <laughs> Either way, the, in the fall there is a little bit of Galactica for us to watch, but it's not going to be a continuation of, or maybe it is, I don't know.
2: I don't know, but yeah, it, it would be hard to do something that joins 3 and 4 without actually acting out the battle.
3: Right. Right. So maybe that's what two hours Unless it's,
2: it's gonna, a, a two-hour movie on five seconds of, uh, you know, what's going on, on every ship. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're trying to hide Baltar. They're still on Galactica. I don't think you exactly want to launch a transport ship, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got to go hide him somewhere on Galactica to start well, out with. Maybe
3: there's, maybe there's like, a Visitor's Quarters or something where they'll go hide him.
2: I guess. I
1: don't know.
3: Just real quick, going back to the... Uh, Trial when Gator's up there and Baltar. Well, two things. I really enjoyed the way he said, Oh, Felix, Felix, like, come on, what are you doing to me, man? And then his quote, You missed Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, just like Rickshaw Shaw and, and, and But it's perfect. But it was you awesome.
2: Stabby of the day.
1: Like, it is missed
3: Butterfingers.
1: That was just, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was good. There was there was good writing. I'm not going to put down the writing in this episode. I thought the writing was really good. I loved how they, especially the way they had the uh, characters slowly build up towards this congregation that they made, where they're all standing there and they're like, "No, no way." Oh, I, I like when Ty was,
0: walked in. He's like, "You got to be kidding yeah, me!"
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah. "Not, not him. You got an no, okay. I can, I just second see her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of a oh, but right. But him, right? The little, right?
2: So. Yeah, that that was good." If they are actually it, Ty's the one that fits in the most as the whole. I'm sorry, you know, we didn't Mm -hmm. know thing. Right. Which really, it would be worth the payoff if Ty was just to see when Cavill finds out that Ty is actually like, if not a Cylon, potentially like a superior Cylon. Right. Like you and I, let's go
3: talk. Uh, Let's go talk. Come (laughs) here. Come here. Here. Meet me in room one, uh, bring your eyeballs. Right, right. right. <laughs>
2: that would be worth, especially I would think that the two actors could really do that well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's too bad. Last episode we talked about, and I said I kind of wanted to see Cavill, but we couldn't have had Cavill because you know too much of the intentions of what the fleet is going to want from Galactica when they jump in on them. So we, we couldn't have seen it.
2: Yeah, you know, listening to your last podcast, you were talking about how maybe like maybe there's still certain parts of it fleet that don't know things. It would be interesting to think about that and think about the fact that maybe there are ships where there's still a Boomer or a Leisure Suit Larry or a Cavill. They're still just sitting on the ship like normal. Right. Like they know, but they also know that they're completely safe right now and they don't have to do anything yet.
1: Let's do our grades real fast.
2: I'll take it up to like an A-. minus. Probably an A without the without the music line, without the music plot.
3: I had nothing wrong with it. I'll give it an A plus
1: bright red.
0: I'm giving it an A. I loved it.
1: C plus. So you can email us at gquorum at gmail.com. Next week we'll get to a bunch of our emails and voicemails. And our voicemail is 206 2020 BSG. Our website is galacticaquorum.com. Go visit, we have forms there. We have a frapper map, which you can access by hitting the Dratus link at the top. And so, until next time, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Right. Right again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I get really overheated.
2: You've gotta stop putting these barriers between me and Michelle she does Yeah. I got a good view. I mean so unfair. <laughs> sorry.